Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's, just kind of some things that I've watched, um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. What's up, what's up, party people? So, hey, what's going on? It's Matt St. Jack again, back with the second episode of the podcast. Today we're doing my top 10 antagonists in anime. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's a lot of gnarly guys, but we always love them, right? We always love all the bad guys in some way, shape, and form. So, you know, why not give a shout out to some of my favorite ones, some of the guys that, you know, you just love, but you just love to because you like but you have to dislike them right so you can't like overly love them because they're not the good guy but at the same time you still kind of are hoping for that moment where they turn um you know it's kind of difficult because some of the guys really get up under my skin so it's not really fair um because some of the people just you just don't like but i think i did a pretty good job of actually ranking these guys out um, so again, I just want to go ahead and thank everyone for the love that you guys showed for the first episode. And so at this point, we're going to go ahead and jump straight into the top 10, starting off at number 10. So number 10, um, I actually use Cowboy Bebop Vicious. For those of you who don't know, Cowboy Bebop, I think if you saw in my first episode or heard in my first episode, is one of my favorite animes of all time. So it follows Spike Spiegel. Um, who was basically going through life trying to find his true love, Julia. And Vicious kind of plays into that role in the sense that this man and Spike kind of served in the military together. They had kind of some kind of similar relationship with the same woman, a.k.a. Julia. And they went through a lot of turmoil, ups and downs, and still probably one of my favorite fights is when they were in the chapel. Um, So if you haven't got a chance to watch that, I suggest that you do. But Vicious is like this huge guy. He always has like this little cra- uh, vulture, or, or uh, I think it was, I think it was a vulture or a crane or something like that. I think it's a vulture um, that sits on his shoulder, and he's he's just this great hand-to-hand combat guy. Um, the the fights, he uses a sword. He's with the red uh, the red dragon syndicate, I think is what it was. Just one, of, which is one of the antagonist groups in the show. Um, he just really him and Spike were like the opposite ends of the same coin. Both you know poverty. Um, growing up and everything like that and they kind of joined the military together became friends and learned from each other but ended up kind of turning on each other close to the end like I said definitely one of my favorite fight scenes Um, so that's why I chose him at number 10 he was good you loved him you understood his story and why he felt the way that he felt but at the same time you knew that you know you can't really love both so um, he was definitely my number 10 at number nine, I actually chose Bleach. The show was Bleach. Uh, and I actually chose Eisen, Captain Eisen. Uh, he's part of the 13 court guards. Uh, he had a Zanpakuto or a sword that basically has a soul kind of in it. And his his sword or his Zanpakuto, when he used his Bankai, 
um, which is like, I guess, a power up to like an ultimate ability from his sword. It could actually like mesmerize. So it, it would kind of put you in like a hypnotic state. So he could change anything that you had saw the minute that he pulled out his sword. Um, so it was kind of an ability that he had. And he had he went through the whole show. And you're thinking like, hey, you know. Bleach, you know, it's, it's all centered around Ichigo, and you're thinking Ichigo is like the the the, the kid that you know kind of grew up, and now he became a Soul Reaper, and they're all fighting through everything, and you know these court guards, these squads are supposed to be there to protect the Soul Society, and so you're thinking that since Aizen is a captain, he's a good guy, you know, he's he's doing what's right, you know, he's one of the thirteen captains, and is and he's got a he's got subordinates that look up to him and people love him. He's very you know smart. He's got all the characteristics that you know you would love out of a good person. And come to find out, the dude essentially, um, spoiler alert, I guess the dude essentially put the whole core squad pretty much up under his control um, by showing them all his zanpak toe when he showed them their sword, and. He ended up using Momo, which that's a whole nother feeling. Um, you know, it hits right there in the fields with, with uh, Toshiro. But he ends up like hypnotizing a lot of people, taking advantage of people. At the very end, he gets the end game and the end goal, which was getting the Hogyaku, which is a, a, a jewel or a bead that basically is supposed to make him like the strongest uh, being ever. And he ends up getting that. Ichigo has to power up uh, to a amazing level almost you know dragon ball z like with goku he has to power up and once he finally gets to that point he's able to kind of put him out of commission but uh just that whole arc and just going through the fight just to see how he laid everything out before ichigo even came along before the before he set this plan in motion like as soon as he got into the court squad to the court squad guard and that was just crazy to me that he thought so far ahead to lay all his plans out all the way through and get himself to where he ended up getting exactly what he wanted. So that's why he ended up uh, coming in at number nine. Um, number eight was a show that a lot of people may not necessarily have seen. It's probably one of my favorite like underlining stories, and you probably have seen it. But it's actually Gungrave, and um, the character that I chose in this show, his name is Harry McDowell, and Harry is just an absolutely horrible dude um he and the main character brandon they are you know again a poverty stricken town it's you know kind of dirt and just grimy they they end up you know joining a local gang and kind of being thieves together they rise you know pretty much from everything from the very bottom uh, he and his group of, of people that he hangs out with, their little crew, they end up getting absorbed into a bigger gang and they work their way up in this mafia type world uh, where they're making hits and Harry is the face. So they're kind of like a they're kind of like a, a, a face and, you know, and the other one and Brandon is more like the muscle. So, you know, they're kind of going through things and they're evolving as they're getting a little bit older and once they finally get to the point where it's time for them to finally make it um harry basically kills or he thought he killed brandon his best friend for the chance to get into this gang and, and actually get a promotion he went he went completely south on his partner. So that's what made him come in at number eight. Now, of course, I mean, he does get his just desserts. Again, another spoiler. Um, you know, Brandon does kind of come back and he basically comes in and lets him know, like, 
hey, you know, I have to get you back for this. So he does appear. Our ghosts, you know, we, we can never fully escape those. We all have skeletons in our closet. And, you know, Brandon ended up being Harry Skeleton. So I suggest that you strongly watch that show, Gungrave, number eight, Harry McDowell. Um, number seven is One Piece. Um, and the character that I actually chose in this one was Blackbeard the Pirate. So One Piece, there's no way that I could possibly sum this up. I don't even think I have enough time to even do that. I think we're like episode 940-something at this point, so it's very difficult for me to summarize all this. Um, but long story short, Blackbeard is a pirate. His name is Teach, Marshall D. Teach, I believe is his name. And he is the show's Blackbeard. We had Whitebeard. Um, and but with this one with Teach, he's he's Blackbeard, so he's the opposite. So he's a bad guy. He had a uh, I think his fruit was like the black black fruit, I think is what it was called, or something like that. Where basically um, in this show you have different fruits that you can eat. They're called devil fruits. They all give you abilities. Some of them are you know big, like like the black black fruit, uh, for example, with Blackbeard. He can essentially create a black hole or use darkness at his command. So the only downside to these fruits, though, is that you lose the devil fruit eater or the user um, of the powers ends up losing the ability to swim. So um, it's kind of ironic because you're a pirate on a ship, but you can't swim if you fell into the water or see prism stones. Um, which is kind of like they use them for like cuffs and things like that to stop the ability from being used. But Teach makes this list and he makes it at number seven because there's a part in the show. Again, I, I feel like I'm giving out all spoilers. I should have given a spoiler disclaimer, uh, disclaimer at the very beginning. But um, it, there, we get to a certain point into the show and Teach basically shows up and, you know, the main character, Luffy, and everybody is kind of growing and they're getting stronger. And we get to a point in the show where teach finds an opportunity to slide in teach was on Whitebeard's ship at the time he stole an ability from someone and killed one of his uh, crewmates and dipped off with the ability so we get to a point where he has a chance to turn around and talk to his mentor Whitebeard at this point and Whitebeard's been fighting off the navy and fighting with other pirates and things like that so he's really in a weakened state he's an older guy and teach basically comes in sees that opportunity and takes advantage of an already pretty much dead at that point white beard and takes his ability away from him so now at this point and the reason why he makes the list here is because he has two fruits which i don't think that there's anybody on the show yet that i know of i haven't read the manga but there's nobody in the show that i know of right now that has two fruits so he has the black black fruit where he can control darkness in one hand and he's got the tremor tremor fruit which means that he can cause like shock waves and tremors throughout the air wherever he hits um, on his on his other hand. So essentially, he has two user powers. I, he just makes the list because that was a lot of backstabbing involved to to get to the point where he's at right now. Uh, he had to kill uh, his own crewmate on the on the ship, the Moby Dick, which was Whitebeard's um, ship. He had to kill his crewmate to get the black black fruit, and then he also had to kill his captain to get the tremor tremor fruit. Um, and I just thought that that was there was a lot of betrayal in that one. Um, but if you haven't watched that one, if you haven't watched One Piece at this point. I suggest that you go watch it. It took me a long time to catch up on it, but definitely worth the watch. So number six um, is actually Inuyasha, and it is Lord Shishomaru from Inuyasha. So a lot of people may look at Lord Shishomaru, and he's the case in point, the example of 
what you what you know the villain that you love to hate right he is he's he's the you know he's the full-blooded version full-blooded demon version of inuyasha he's super duper strong he's missing an arm he has this luxurious fur that he walks around in he's got followers he's got people who fear him and you know they admire him um he's the he's a ladies man all the you know women women you know flock over him and, and swoon when he walks by he's just this charismatic um character but realistically like this dude is just he's a he's a killer like he's a he's a bloodthirsty and just a silent killer um he tussles constantly with inuyasha because they have the swords that they're going over um with more spoilers obviously but the sword that they're fighting over they have the ten sega and the tets the tet saiga um swords their brother's swords basically that his father um their father because they are bl- brothers by relation half brothers um but by them having these swords, the dad left the stronger sword to Inuyasha and left the sword that couldn't kill to um, Lord Shishomaru. So Shishomaru's ability or his, his whole thing is vengeance. He basically hates the fact that his father gave the stronger sword to Inuyasha, his little brother, and he is going to stop at nothing to get that sword back. So there are a lot of there are a lot of conniving ways and a lot of just Shishomaru just kind of doing his thing behind the scenes um, and trying trying to get this sword. So I thought that that was kind of cool. It was a, a friendly brotherly rivalry that obviously wasn't off too friendly, right? He's trying to go out and kill his brother just because he had a better sword than him. So I thought that that was a very interesting, um, you know, character and a very interesting place at number six. I think that he's still pretty bad, but again, because you love him and you love the appeal of who he is and just kind of how he carried himself, that's why he made it at number six. So what I want to do is take a quick second to just do a, quick word from our sponsor and then i'll be right back to complete the list all right and we're back for the rest of the countdown so picking back up um i believe the top 10 or at this point we've gone from the 10 to 6 so that was cowboy bebop vicious number 10 we had bleach uh, and eisen at number nine gungrave the show harry mcdowell at eight one piece blackbeard the pirate at seven inuyasha and Lord Shishomaru at six. So um, going forward here at number five, we have Yu Yu Hakusho. Again, one of my favorite shows. If you watched the first episode, you already know this. I went with the Tagoro brothers. Everyone knows that the Tagoro brothers in this show were hands down some of the baddest dudes around. Um, one brother was basically physically strong. He had won a dark tournament, asked for a body that would never age, but would but could contain his power. So the stronger he gets, the bigger he gets. Think about Hulk just in a human form. Um and this dude was just a monster. He was he lost pretty much all humanity. Um uh, all you know all his humanity and dude just just didn't care. He was just he he was convinced and 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 completely captivated by the fact that he wanted to find someone who was stronger than him that could beat him in battle. Um, so Elder Taguro was just 
a killer. Or, I'm sorry, younger Taguro was just a killer. Elder Taguro was the smaller brother, looked a little bit sickly. He also won the tournament with his brother. And his ability was that now, or his wish, rather, was that he could turn into any type of weapon or anything out of his body. So, in the show, you see him turn into, a like, a shield. He turns into, like, a sword. He turns into a lot of different weapons um, for his younger brother. And he is as evil as as evil gets. I mean, he ends up, if you saw my last episode or heard my last episode, you remember me talking about Kuwabara. So he was one of the main people um, that was torturing Yukina. And he was one of those type people that he do was just a he was just a killer. He didn't mind killing at any point at any moment's notice. He, they were assassins, so they didn't mind. Um, but where where the older Taguro didn't really care about anything, younger Taguro didn't necessarily want to kill just to kill. He only wanted to fight if he thought that somebody was going to be stronger than him and wasn't going to be a waste of his time. So the Taguro brothers were pretty pretty strong. They both fit um, it comfortably in this category, and I got a, I was able to sneak in a two for one because there were two of them uh, at number five. So that was Yu Yu Hakusho to Guru Brothers at number five. Number four, this one hits home, and I don't know if you heard that that little sniffle because I think this is going to hurt a lot of people who've watched this show, and you're going to understand exactly why he's here. Number four is Full Metal Alchemist Shao Tucker, um, and I know a lot of people are like, dude, but all the other people that you named, they all have abilities, and they all did this type stuff, and it was backstabbing and all this and, and everything, but Shao Tucker hits me every single time I watch Full Metal Alchemist, and I see uh, there's an arc or a storyline that revolves around a young girl named Nina and without going into great detail because I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through without some kind of emotions um, (laughs) Nina is essentially a daughter of a state alchemist state alchemists in this in this universe are kind of like the police um, of this of their countries and things like that and so you know you have certain alchemists that can do certain things like uh, General Mustang or Colonel Mustang, which is one of my favorite guys, he can snap his fingers together and make fire. Or um, let's see, the Full Metal Alchemist, so Ed uh, Ed Elric, he was able to, you know, essentially clap his hands together and for and kind of do alchemic reactions without a transmutation circle, which is what they use for uh, alchemy. So. Shao Tucker is actually the, I think he was the sewing life alchemist. And what he essentially did was he made life out of chimeras. So a chimera is a human and animal hybrid. uh, hybrid. Um, And he basically took his wife and child um, and essentially sewed them together to make chimeras. Uh, He took his daughter and their dog and basically forced them together um, using alchemy and then he ended up trying to present them to his boss to show to get his uh, certification renewed so if that doesn't necessarily rub you the wrong way or you don't feel some type of way about that um, I don't know I don't know I guess nobody on this list is gonna it's gonna kind of kind of surprise you uh, but I would highly suggest that you go back in that's one of the one of the many things that kind of happens in that show but it happens very early on and I don't know anybody who has watched a lot of anime and who has watched um, Full Metal Alchemist 
in particular that doesn't feel some type of way about that whole scene. So again, uh, I suggest that you go watch that at number four, Full Metal Alchemist, Shao Tucker. At number three, we have Naruto, uh, and I chose Madara. So Madara Uchiha is obviously a new Uchiha. He is part of Sasuke's clan. He is probably one of the older members of that clan, but he has a lot of different abilities that he used. The Mangekyo, Sharingan, the, the, uh, I mean, he's got Fireball Jutsu, he's got the Rasengan, he's got, or not not the Rasengan, the Renegon, the Eyes. Um, I know all this is, is just kind of talk at this point if you've never watched Naruto, but essentially this dude is a, is a very, very evil and very bad dude. He essentially wants to control all of the tail beasts, which have the ability to pretty much annihilate the world. And the reason why he made the list so high at number three was, if you've already seen the show, then you understand this, but there is a scene where he gets resurrected. He was he was dead. He gets resurrected and is in the process of getting brought brought back to life against a whole alliance like the ninja the great ninja alliance like this is like everybody from all the different villages and and all the different you know um the hidden leaf village and the hidden sound and the 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 hidden earth and you know rock and mist and the sound and, and thunder lightning whatever all these different villages he's got all of them coming at him one person all of them coming at him and this man completely annihilates them like completely annihilates these people like it wasn't nobody standing there like dude is literally sitting here squashing people like they are ants up under his feet um and it was just it was a heck of a fight like i can honestly say it was an amazing fight and you looking at him there was no remorse he didn't feel bad for what he was doing he understood he had a higher purpose he understood what his purpose was he understood that this is what he wanted and that's what it was he he essentially wanted you know this power um and ultimately i know he i can't remember the the name of the ability that he actually wanted um but i know that he wanted power in order to get to to achieve this uh this great uh knit uh this great ninjutsu uh basically to take over the world and control it so that's why he makes it at number three uh that was naruto madara uchiha number two hunter x hunter Miriam. i tell people all the time and that and i recently i watched this show probably like last year a lot of people had told me like man you got to watch hunter x hunter it just looked like it was a very kid you know kitty show and i was like you know i just i'm not really into it and i just it people kept bringing it up to me they're like man matt just watch it just watch it. i'm telling you it's worth it and so i finally broke down i finally started watching it it was a little bit slow kind of at the beginning i was like okay i mean it's all right you know it's it's getting a little bit better and you get like as you continue to watch the the show you get to the ant chimera arc and that arc right there like was hands down probably one of my like favorite arcs in in anime it was it was beautifully drawn it was beautifully written it was produced amazing uh amazingly it was just great it was it was a great uh character development moment for gone the main character a lot of different characters kind of came in but Miriam himself sets aside because this man literally killed his mom uh i mean he was an ant chimera so he was supposed to be the ant king 
Um, and he basically literally kills his mom and dude just takes over from power. Like, uh, he, he just immediately just comes in and wants to be the best at everything. Um, and the reason why he makes this list is because of that. The guy comes in and has so much pressure, so much spiritual pressure and so much just power that he makes people faint at just the sound of him. He he kills people without even moving. Like the dude is just he is it, for all for all intents and purposes the guy is God among men like in this in this show. Um, and he just wields that comfortably. Um, he has no issues whatsoever letting people know that they are beneath him and that even though he's an ant, they are ants themselves. Um, and he shows that. But he shows, I think the the reason why he makes he makes it so high is because not only did he do all of that, you, you hated him through this whole process, there was still love and compassion that was shown um, to to a young girl that he ran into. Um, and it was just one of those moments that you can tell it warped him. So I think that by him, by that happening, he's still, he's still very high because like I said, the guy is, the guy is a God among men. He's still ranked number two, but that, that, that one little bit of change in him stopped him from kind of getting at number one. And when you hear exactly who number one is, you're going to understand exactly why, um, he didn't make that one. So. Number one on my countdown, uh, and I'm sorry, that was Hunter x Hunter Miriam. Um, so number one on this list, I toyed with it back and forth. People were saying, you know, and I want to give an honorary shout out to like Griffin from from uh, Berserk and, you know, uh, a couple of other people that that I thought were kind of going to beat out number one. But realistically, he's the he's the number one and we all hate him and we've been hating him for years. So number one is Dragon Ball Z Frieza. Like, shout out to Cell, shout out to Boo. Like, I thought that both of those arcs were great. I thought Cell was amazing. I thought Boo was amazing. They were great. The androids, you know, I guess you could kind of throw them in there even though they're good now. Um, but Frieza, from the very beginning, like, from everybody watching Dragon Ball Z, you knew that you loved to hate Frieza. He was just he was just a horrible little dude. First of all, you didn't know if he was a girl, you didn't know if he was a guy. You've come to find out he was a, he was a guy, but dude was just a killer. Like he hated his dad, he hated his brother, he just wanted power. He hates Goku, he hates everybody, he hates the Saiyans. He just again hates everybody. But I think the moment that Frieza really it wasn't the fact that Frieza went to a whole planet, the whole planet Namek, uh, where Piccolo and his people lived and blew the place up. It wasn't even just that. It was, if you've seen, if you've seen the Brawly movie, the newest one that just came out, this, this is a cameo, I guess, for that, because it was really dope, really dope movie. I suggest that you go watch that too. If you saw that, there is a moment where Brawly is sitting there and he's fighting, um, and again, I guess this is a spoiler. I'm going to put this at the beginning next time so I don't have to keep saying that. But there is a part where Brawly is fighting and he's fighting Vegeta and Goku hand in hand. They are as maxed out as they can get at the time, um, except for Ultra Instinct. Because um, this follows after the Dragon Ball Z Super. And 
there's a point where they are sitting there fighting hand in hand, and and this dude is just powering up. Brawley is continuing to power up. If you've seen the Brawley movies before, or or uh, GT Dragon Ball GT, you already know who Brawley is. But he is just powering up hand over fist, and they come to a point where Frieza's like, hmm, I'm sure he can get stronger because anytime Saiyans lose somebody close to them or they are under emotional stress, they get stronger. So. Frieza looks at Brawley's dad, asks him, can he get stronger? His dad says, no, I think he's maxed out. You know, I think this is it. This is as much as I've trained him for. And Frieza shoots this man in the heart and basically kills him. Kills him. Dead. Right there. Then, and this is this is why he gets number one. He looks at Brawley, starts crying, and says, Brawley, look what they did to your dad. One of them must have killed him. And Brawley goes off. So I'm like, dude, this man had no remorse. No remorse. Uh, he didn't care at all. Killed his man's father and then blamed it on, on Goku and Vegeta. So that is why he makes number one. Um, so, he, and, and I've, I've, I've always had issues with Frieza this whole time. Like, he always comes back. He comes back super duper strong. He ends up getting beat by Goku. Super duper strong gets beat by Goku. So, um, I, I can only imagine how much stronger he's going to get now um, after this whole super situation. Um, which I was surprised that he teamed up with Goku and him. But I'm pretty sure he's going to do some training as well now that he's seeing how strong that Goku has gotten. So again, that was Dragon Ball Z, and that was Frieza. Again, shout out to Cell. Cell was a bad dog, so were the booze. But um, Frieza definitely takes the cake on that one. So um, to recap, I, we started at number 10 was Cowboy Bebop. The show Vicious was the uh, the antagonist there. We had Bleach. And Eisen at nine, Gungrave and Harry at eight, One Piece, Blackbeard at seven, Inuyasha and Lord Shishomaru at six. Number five was Yu Yu Hakusho, Tagoro Brothers. Uh, number four was Full Metal Alchemist, Shao Tucker. Number three was Naruto, Madara. Number two was Hunter x Hunter, Miriam. And then number one was Dragon Ball Z, Frieza. Um, again, this was my list, guys. I just went through some random ones that I had um, kind of queued up, some shows I had watched. And some of the, I mean, majority of these shows, probably a lot of people have already watched. But um, I just wanted to reach out, just do a list. This is actually setting the stage for something way, way, way down the line. So please stay tuned in. Uh, follow the show if you haven't already done so uh, again thank you for the support and the love on episode one and i will see you all next time peace